This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So Tuesday 17th of January 2023, this evening's show, the panel will be analysing Saturday's lacklustre defeat at Watford, discussing the quite frankly farcical situation of why Michael Oppleton is still the manager of Blackpool Football Club and where we go from here. And I'm John Aspinall and this is the Seasiders Podcast, Extra Time Special, an Appleton a day keeps the championship away. Uh, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Seasiders Podcast um, Match Reaction slash Extra Time Special. An apple a ton a day keeps the championship away. Can't take credit for that. That was uh, Connor's masterstroke in the, uh, the Seasiders Podcast chat earlier. Yeah, welcome everybody on the uh, stream to the show. Ian Gilpin, South Shore Seasiders, MB, Craig. Uh, who else we got? That's it for now. Uh, we've got a full house and a full... Packed show tonight. We've got Nick, Pete, Raggy, and Tim. Uh, Tim, it's going to be very interesting stream this evening, to say the least. Given the fact Mr. Appleton is still in charge, it certainly is. But before we get to such mundane matters, John, congratulations on uh, the Talksport accreditation. Although with that start. You might lose it quicker than uh, <laughs> Appleton loses his job. <laughs> it's the fact that we've been signed up by Talk Sports made me all nervous. I don't know what buttons to click. It was like when we did the live show. I was a gibbering wreck at the beginning of that, but um, got my flow. Got my flow. Yeah. Um, what Tim's talking about there is pleased to announce Blackpool. Also, the Seasiders podcast is now part of the. Talk Sport Fan Network. Um, what's that I hear you ask? Well, it's just basically loads of drill adverts all over the audio podcast and arguments. <laughs> and guest appearance from Adrian Durham. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing's, nothing will change really. It's just, um, yeah, the, they're now hosting the show and we'll be, not just me anyway, it's uh, all of us, 
uh, whenever they want Blackpool FC comment on TalkSport, you'll probably hear one of our voices. Um, what else? Yeah, they'll be giving us a bit of um, marketing help, expertise and the equipment show types, that kind of thing. So yeah, watch this space. Uh, anyway, welcome back, Raggy. It's, uh, it's a long time overview since you were last here. Welcome back. Thank you. Are you fully wound up and ready to go? Yeah. Still not calmed down. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, that was a long journey on that, on Gulver. <laughs> Thinking about that. Hey, Timmy, so bad. I obviously I didn't go in the end, and neither did you. I was thinking, thank fuck I didn't go. No. Oh. <laughs> I have my uh, nephew to thank, who's, who uh, rather fortuitously had his 21st party that night. So, um, yeah. But, we were uh, all the time was, for it as well, weren't we? we were. I, was, I, was, I, was, I listened back to the preview show we did, Pete, with the Watford uh, guys the other day, and I was, I was laughing at Tim. Say, so you know what's going to happen here, don't you? We're all going to go there in high spirits and we're going to lose 3-0. We're going to lose 2-0. He said 3-0, mm. didn't you? So nearly got it right. Yeah, and that wasn't far off. Uh, and, and listen, um, twas ever so, wasn't it? You know, uh, how many times have we gone anywhere, be it where we got a chance to get promotion, we went to Lincoln and to Walsall all those years ago. Whatever it is, you guarantee, I always used to say, if we ever get a big crowd at home, we'd lose. We just always seem to uh, underwhelm after when we when we're excited and um happens, we it happens every time, doesn't it? Every time we get a big crowd and high expectation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably during the holiday here it, it was the time that we booked that trend and yeah, um, it was and to a certain degree under Critchley as well with the <laughs> with the promotion season, albeit you didn't get the crowds. But um yeah, I must admit I, I could just it was you could see it happening and uh, I I'm not Proud to say that I uh, foretold it, but... Mm. Called it. Right, so what we're going to do on the show this evening, we're going to do a more in-depth reaction to the uh, to the Watford game. Obviously, I don't know if anyone saw on Saturday, I did an instant match reaction with some uh, callers, which was quite good. But now we're going to look at the... Discuss in detail the farce that took place at Vicarage Road. First uh, topic is the obviously the uh, the baffling team lineup, which Pete matched. It was pretty different to what we said. Maxwell, Connolly, Ekpatetta, Thornley, Husband, Carey, Patino, Bowler, Rogers, Hamilton, and Bedin. So we'll go to Nick first because I've not spoke to him yet. Uh, hi, Nick. By the way, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, um, I was really looking forward to to it. I was going to try and see if I could go and, and end up not being able to, and then ended up not even being able to watch it, which turned out quite lucky, really. But when I saw that lineup, because like you guys and everyone, it felt like there was, I think after the Forest game, and then getting Bowler and Rogers, and then we got the uh, the lad from Germany, it just felt like there was a little bit of a buzz all of a sudden after the, the not being one. And I'm not saying I expect us to go there and and win or anything, but it, it just felt like, right, this is a bit of a reset now. Forget what's gone before. Can we can we start to, you know, move up the table? And then you see that team and it I just felt completely deflated again. And it's like he's he's done it again. He's he's taken the joy out of it before we've even kicked a ball. And I get obviously Pervader not playing was a a blow, but you know, for me I thought Lions had a very good debut and I get it's away from home, but 
I'd have left him in, and then it, it means you can you can play Connolly in the centre of midfield, um, and it gives a bit of cover for Carey and Patino, who we see week in, week out. We get overrunning midfield because we've not got anybody to break up the play and to protect the defence, and then to give it to those guys to help us go forward with attack. So you just feel like before it's even started, it we're up against it. Is it, is it operation nil-nil? And that very rarely works out well when you, you know, you kind of set out, I get setting out not to, you know, not to get beat, but I just feel like we really missed an opportunity. I know they're a decent side. They, they should probably be higher up than they are, but for the, the poor start they had, you know, and they've a, they've a decent squad, but I felt like we could really go there with some confidence and get, you know, and get something, at least a point. And, I just felt completely deflated when I saw that lineup. Pete, over, Pete, over to you next. We did discuss Callum Connolly's inclusion, if you recall, in the the preview show and the key two positions of uh, the two central midfielders sitting in front of the back four. Um, we did predict he'd play Connolly, played him. Um, we did pl- predict he'd play uh, Patino, played him, and. It was a kind of uh, Owen oh, Maxwell as well, so we kind of predicted everything that he'd do, rather than the, the, the best team that probably would have gone and won the win the game, which we, we didn't predict Gary Medino, did we? No, 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 no. Um, I mean, I, I was there on Saturday, and I was really looking forward to it because I've been for ages and ages and ages, and um, I heard the team at about twelve. Somebody in the pub got the team from somebody. But they've got Pervader in it. Other than that, it was absolutely spot on. But I wasn't sure whether Pervader got injured pre-match or the day before. Somebody said the day before. And that when I, when I got that, and I think I, I, I whizzed it over to you a lot, and uh, I just thought, what's going on? Why has he not got, you know, one? Of, we've got three holding midfielders now that are available, if you count Connolly as one. Um and it was just the same, it was that midfield, and then all of a sudden you've got Morgan Rogers in, which I can understand that, um, although he's not played in that position, has he? He's not played at all, hardly. And I just couldn't, I mean, I love Gary Medine, but I couldn't believe he was was playing after the way Yates has been playing and the way we were set up. And it proved it on Saturday because of the long balls we kept, I mean, Raggy will tell you, that we were just kept booting it up to him all the time and uh, from all over the place. And it just, Got us nowhere whatsoever. Um, so it was, and, and the atmosphere. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the, the the thing. What what we've got to speak about? But it was just a really strange atmosphere in the ground. It wasn't what I expected at all. What do you mean, Pete? Um, Would you like to elaborate? I just thought it wasn't as. I thought it was going to be really buzzing, and it started off okay, but. It's, it went off really quickly, and, and you can really feel the the the, um, the hatred, but the real venom towards um, Appleton. And I, you know, because I've not been, I've not experienced that in the, in the ground with it, about him. And I was that quite shocked how bad it was, and it got worse and worse as the game went on to the point that it was <clears throat> pretty fierce um, around me. I wasn't in the big in the middle bit; I couldn't get in. It was too full. What time I got in? Um, but yeah, it was, I just found it really difficult to be, to be present with the way it was. It was horrible, to be honest, understandable, 
but not a pleasant um, experience. And it's just, you can, I could feel that it's, it's, it's gone. It's gone wrong. It's not going to get better. Uh, and the fans have had enough. I don't know what you think, Raggy. Yeah, well, <clears throat> exactly that. I was there on Friday night with the, with a load of others, and uh, there was a real buzz around it all week. Everyone was buzzing on Friday night. Information that Watford were, had a lot of injuries, seven first-team players that were uh, available, and it was going to be made up of, uh, well, youth, youth team players and, that came from someone via the coach of Watford. So everyone's thinking the same. Blackpool must have known the same information. And then Saturday, again, up, everyone ready. Then the team comes out. It, was it like a pin in a balloon? Was it like a pin popping oh, a balloon And when you, when you yeah, saw the team sheet? Everyone's asking the question, like, what the hell's this? Also, everyone's a little bit gutted that Pervader wasn't playing after his recent games. But as far as he's injured, it can't be helped. But even then, still all right, going to the game. But when that game set off, you knew, I knew after five minutes, we are not getting anywhere today. No chance. He's best getting a draw. And it just worked out like that. It didn't change. Mm. Got to half time, hoping that maybe he'll change it second half. Wouldn't, didn't do. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I was fuming by the end anyway. I left <laughs> giving abuse to all sorts of people by the end. For the way they were on about in that ground, anyway, as well. You can't so drink. You can't. You can't drink in that stadium, either, can you? So that that, that no, dampened no, the no, mood no, a bit. Just, just the whole day just did me head in. In the end, you just turned it around like animals as football fans, and I can't stand it. But uh, should get used to it by now. But it's a, it's just a, a product of what we was watching and what we've been watching, and nothing's going to change. Uh, he's not going to change. I've gone through this with you on that group and that, and everyone knows the stats and. He's had 80-odd games as a championship manager over his career at various clubs. He's got 79 points or 81 points, a point a game, basically. And 80 games is virtually two seasons. And he's averaged a point a game as a manager. Well, that's relegation twice, isn't it? So I don't know why we think that he's going to change it. Why I keep hearing people say, wait another game, mm. give him another game. been hearing that for the last few weeks. And we're just running out of games and it's just going to be the same. Uh, maximum we'll get is a point. Again, a point a game from here on in is the maximum we're going to have because that's all he's ever got in his whole career. And you can see it from the way he sets the team up. And they don't enjoy playing that. There's no way they enjoy playing that. That team and that squad is more than good enough. Everyone knows it. That's why everyone gets angry. And it should be attacking. And he should have gone to Watford, especially knowing that they it got a load of injuries, a load of young lads. I mean, how many people came on making the debut? He kept shouting out over the bleeding tunnel. They, yeah. they should have uh, they should have been at him from minute one and Yates on the bench I mean you don't they, I don't know it's just like Blackburn leaving Bereton Diaz on the bench isn't it you'd be like Why, what are you doing that for they wouldn't do it didn't, didn't it for and a wind up I know it doesn't always work out but we were on the front foot this week after that Forest game and them signings and he had everyone at his disposal there barring Pervader and ridiculous but People have their opinions, but they, we are going down with him. And then people will say, well, who do you want? Who do you want? Do you know what? We're, we're going down with him. So it doesn't matter if it's me, you, or the bleeding postman that takes over. It's something, because we're going down. If not, that's it. Yeah. And he, he refuses to change the team while we're playing the game. 
that that I think it was when he changed the fullback that I went. Actually, I think it was when he he brought on lines like, for comment. like for like change when you're chasing the game, wasn't it? Right, 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 He's not willing to change uh, the, the team or to make changes in the game and make the right changes. It sort of mirrors <clears throat> it mirrors the football club at the minute not willing to make the change with him. So maybe, get, maybe okay, do you know I would go as far the conspiracy theorist in me would suggest that Appleton almost deliberately picked a team not to win that game. Yeah, because... I, well, it, it looked like it certainly looked like it, didn't it? For whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. You've, you've you've won your first game in ten the week before with a, a, a an encouraging performance from your right back, um, who's who is a right back rather than somebody filling in there. You've you've got Yates coming on and setting up a goal. I could understand why he might have rested him in the FA Cup game, but sets up a goal and scores one. And you know it's disappointing to lose Pavida, but having lost Pavida. For, for Yates still not to get in the team is yeah. is is it's negligent. Well, from a lawyer's perspective, it's negligent. No manager <laughs> is going to leave your top scorer on the bench when it doesn't matter what Watford's position is in the league. That's actually completely irrelevant in this game because they were so uh, short of players. I think they played six defenders in the starting lineup, uh, t- and the rest. Tim, of- Tim, they had seventeen first team squad, uh, first team. Squad players out out of 24, 17 out of 24. And and it it was, you know, the the Watford fans all thought they were going to lose the game, you know, because they, you know, it's a little bit like, you know, when it's even worse, I think, than when we had our injury and illness crisis about who we could put out. But the whole makeup of the team's wrong anyway, because you've got two relatively lightweight central midfield players, which isn't so bad if you've got to play it really tight in midfield. But then we've got. Uh, an unfit bowler playing on the right-hand side who even we said probably wouldn't start because he probably wasn't fit to. Um, but hugging the wing, you've got CJ on the side hugging the wing, which leaves this massive gap in the middle. He, he shoved, he shoved uh, Rogers in in the in number 10 role when, you know, I mean, the one thing that Yates and Medine do is they know each other and they play quite well around each other. So why the hell he doesn't drop Yates in there? I don't know. I said it's almost like he's trying to... He's done it on purpose. a reaction. Yeah. Whether it's from us or whether it's from the board, um, you know, you can only speculate. But to be honest, you know, the, I endorse everything else everybody says about the deflation you feel when you see that team. But it's beyond that. It, it is almost like he's trying to press a button. Mm. Well, he's most certainly pressed it with the fans. Um, the question is: Is he going to press it elsewhere with the board? Because that was that was a disgrace. That lineup. Bearing in mind what he had available to him. Well, everyone. And he, had, ev- he had an opportunity, didn't he, to to, to put Yates on because Rogers got a really horrible injury, quite sort yeah. of halfway through the first half, and he should never have stayed on. He was struggling right the way through the game. Then why did he leave him on? He could have brought Yates on then. Okay, well, quite we'll, easily. Yeah, we'll, it's like we'll, the Blackpool we'll, Grinch. Yeah, <laughs> You talk about, you know, putting the pin in the balloon of optimism. But seriously, there was a, there was a decent amount of optimism, which if we'd got, even if we'd lost the game, if we'd gone about it the right way, to be fair, like we've done in the previous games, 
um, against against Sheffield United and Forest and even and Hull, you know, if we, and Sunderland. If we'd gone about it the right way, even if we hadn't got the result, he'd have still had the optimism going into the into the Huddersfield game. But it's almost like he's gone there and thought optimism, Pim. Fuck that to you lot. That's that's how it comes across. Yeah. Um, what that team lineup and performance did. Um, there was there was people myself included was kind of teetering on the fence with Appleton no quite a few other people but that team that he picked and the way the team played that day has I've seen a groundswell of people leaving the fence and all joining the uh, anti-Appleton bandwagon now and I don't know one person now who does not want him out of the club so Phil little Phil oh right well he's backing himself he's backed himself into a corner hasn't he to be fair, Raggy, I think I think he he knows he's not the right person, but it's like it's not his fault, and it is his fault now. It is, but it is. It, thing is, you all of us here and every other Blackpool supporter, with probably the exception of Phil, can see that he should not be the manager of the of the club now. How can Simon Sadler and old bullshit not see it? I mean, Simon's supposed to be a bloody supporter. Can he not see it? Why can't he see it? One thing it did do was react quite quickly when things went sour with Grayson, and he, he was quite um, uh, he was quite ruthless almost in the way that he basically he read the crowd. Maybe <clears throat> you know, maybe we, because of the Forest result and because we didn't play that badly, and there wasn't many there, and we didn't play that badly against Sunderland and um, Sheffield United, even though we didn't pick up uh, many. Uh, the points we wanted. That's almost like put the, the, you know, the bandaid over, over the weeping sore, isn't it? Um, uh, and uh, perhaps we haven't had the vociferous opposition to Appleton. There was a lot of, there's a lot of 50 um, fifties, most certainly at Wigan. And I think it's gone more against him, but actually the, at least in those games, he set it up properly to, to try and get a result. And we almost, I felt like we were doing our best. We were nowhere near our best. I mean, we'll go on to discuss it, but that first 10 or 15 minutes was shambolic. Let's let's move on then. Tim, you can run with this. Uh, Terrible start is uh, point two. Um, Flapswell living up to his name, obviously, in the first few minutes. They've nearly scored from the resulting flap. Was it they hit hit the bar, didn't they? And um, they could have easily been two down within 10 minutes. It was probably the most inept and unprofessional start to a game I can recall, most certainly this season. I think we had a couple under Critchley before Coldwood came in, which were rather shambolic. Um, but this was like on another level. And and what we've done is we've we've we, we're putting <clears throat> we're doing, there's, there's some of the square pegs into the round holes, isn't there? So you've you've, you've got. You've got one of Patino or Carey having to play the holding position, which isn't really their forte. You've got you've shoved Rogers into what seems to be like the number ten role. I don't know whether his plays there. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But he didn't come on there the week before. He came on on the wing. Uh, so he's a new player to a new team, and it's probably the most pivotal role that we've got. Um, you've, you've then got Bowler Hug in the wing, and we're not really finding him properly. But he's not quite fit anyway, and he shouldn't. Argue, I don't think he should have started. We're launching balls up. They're coming straight back at us. We're giving the ball away. It was like 
it was like watching a comedy of errors. It really was. It was, it was, <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was watching. I really couldn't. There was just no, there, there, there was, there was no pattern. There was no, um, uh, 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 there, there was, there, there was no plan that we seemed to be playing to. It was just chaotic. Chaotic is the only thing, the adjective I can use for it. It was just, I was just like watching it and I was just like shaking my head thinking, what the hell's going on here? Raggy, over to you. Um, obviously, the, I think that first 10 minute spell was right in front of the Blackpool fans. So obviously the the mood wasn't great once that team sheet's come out. How was the mood in the away end after that first 10 minute yeah, spell? Yeah, well, that was it, wasn't it? Life, life stuck out of the fans straight away. Like I say, started started off with the first couple of minutes, people singing and chanting, and then it just dies away because... I'm sure everyone pretty much feels the same. They just think, oh, here we go again. There's going to be no, not going to be much excitement in that game at all. And there wasn't. And I I, uh, I took my missus down there for the weekend and she came to the game. She's not into football or anything really. And uh, she just, she's like, this is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really sell the game to her then. Well, I was, I was glad in a way because I don't want her to enjoy it because she'll want to come again. And I don't want that. <laughs> um, so he's done me a favour on that point. Well, it, it was just a, it was just a, an honest shout from someone who doesn't watch it. This is boring, and we're rubbish. That was the you know. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I can't I can't even. I'm 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 just mad. That's me. I'm mad. I just think it's. I I've, I've said all along. I don't blame him, but he needs to go anyway because he's not good enough to get us out of relegation battle. But I am blaming him now, from now on, yeah. because he. I think Tim's half right there. With he, he might actively be not trying to win or doing something to wind people up. He's certainly winding me up. But well, if you, the thing is, if your heart's not it anymore and you run away, then then one way to do it is. Listen, I'm not saying it is, but one way to do it is to make sure your employer make, makes you make the position untenable with the employer, so they get rid yeah. of you and they pay your notice payoff. Maybe that's what you if, you want, if you want out, you know, maybe it's lost yeah. the dressing room with with the with the main players. It wouldn't surprise you know. There's some some big personalities in there. I don't know. I don't, but I just I, I can't understand when he's got that positivity how how he can destroy it. Well, the leaving, the, the leaving out of Yates, the standing there with his hands in his pockets. I know, I know, we don't particularly want someone running up and down the sidelines, but it shows nothing. It's so uninspiring, and then that that change for Lions for Connolly, that was it. That just said it all. That I mean, a total, just total waste of time. I don't know what he was doing. Pete, I don't know what he's Pete, let's move on that. to the uh, next topic. Insipid first half. Obviously, the first ten minutes wasn't great. We only had a, I think, our only chance of note throughout the game was a. Quite a tame free kick from from Bowler with Rogers, the only sort of player showing any attacking intent. I thought in the first half, but the rest was just shite, wasn't well, it? It was quite good the first half because I got to see quite a lot of the game because it was all at our end. Because <laughs> my eyesight's not great, couldn't see. I couldn't see all at the other end. Did anyone um, ask if you autograph? By the way, uh, no, but I did get somebody said. You did the pod last night, didn't you? Yeah, uh, you see, you're getting famous. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I got that. No, no <laughs> signings, unfortunately. <laughs> Nothing like that. I got a few comments in the pub, um, but no, it was it was insipid. It was. They started like we should have started. That's how I thought we were going to start. 
And I thought, they've got a load of kids, uh, you know. They said, was it he said that the guy from, from Watford on Friday said that the, the, the lad Saar is hot and cold. And of course, he was bloody hot that day. He was their man of the match. Uh, and, two kids and on. Two kids came on and uh, scored. Were involved in the goal, I think. And they and they knocked the ball about really well, like we should be doing along the up down the wings and things. But so that you know, it it, it wasn't just an insipid first half, John. It was a pretty insipid second mm. half, to be honest. Yeah. It didn't really get any yeah. better. You know, we had no, we had one shot that was sort of blocked, I think, from from Yates. And that was that was about it. And Medine didn't do. I mean, he had a sh- shocking game, old Gary. Um, it was it was insipid. It was it was worse than insipid. It was it was flat. And we we, see, we seem to just doing. resort to doing like these rather transparent diagonals. Oh, Tim, there you go. Point four. Oh. Point four. Oh. I was going to let Nick. I was going to let Nick go on about these because he's not said much yet. Don't know if you see oh, right, well, right, well, well, let's, let's him do the diagonals bit then. <laughs> Point four diagonals, <laughs> only tactic in the back, second back, half, bypassing the back, midfield. Back, back in the halcyon days of um, of the Holloway and the uh, the class oh, of yeah. 2010, we did play diagonals, to, but, we, but we played them in a rather inventive way, which involved actually um, uh, putting the ball somewhere near the player that you want to receive it. And and if you didn't win the first ball, then you would win the second and, ball. And so it wasn't was our, it, it wasn't our only attacking option throughout no, the game. Like it, was it, was. Of, <laughs> it was a way of switching play and going on the attack quickly. And it was part of a series of um, uh, a series of, of moves and, and game plans that Holloway worked to that worked very very effectively with the players that he had. So you had the full backs who could hit diagonals, the centre backs who could hit diagonals, and then you had the likes of Brett and and Fletch going. Uh, and and um, uh, um, uh, Varney and whatever, winning, winning, either winning the ball or not winning the ball, and then and then picking up. Then we had others coming in to pick up the second ball because that was the game plan. These were just wild and um, speculative. They were, they were to CJ Hamilton, field. though, Tim. They were, the majority of them was to CJ, the worst yeah. header of the ball in the entire team. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I literally could not believe what I was watching. And, uh, and 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 if they weren't doing that, they would they were short passing bowler, so that bowler was if he was going to get it, was always going to struggle to to beat his man. And it was just like it was like watching a shit kids game that run by somebody who doesn't know how to run a football team. That's what it looked like. It just looked like, and it just it John. was. I was actually quite embarrassed to watch. I was it. waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, oh no, that wasn't going to throw you into the lines, John. <laughs> I knew Nick was going to say that. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sure Portland under 10s play a lot more progressive and inventive football. Play two, play two, one, two in the current phase. So promotion as well. There you go. Think so you've got a better record than Appleton as well. <laughs> when, when I saw that lineup after being deflated, I thought, well, what's he trying to achieve there? And I'm thinking, is it. Two wide men cross it to Medine, but it doesn't sound like we even we even did that. No, um, so it makes it even more bizarre. We didn't even hit Medine with the long balls, did we? Which is just mental. We did sometimes, but he didn't do anything with him anyway. There was no one around him, or it was just. Ugh. Well, you've got if you 
If you're going to do a long diagonal, you've got to have players looking for the second ball. You've got there's no point in doing it otherwise because the person you're aiming at is going to probably win twenty percent of them. But even if they win it, they've generally got the back to the goal, and then they've got to play somebody else in. So they've got to have somebody around them. If you just lump it to Medin, um, A is normally too busy fighting with the defender to actually focus on winning the ball for one. But then secondly, if you're not actually aiming at him anyway, then he's got even less chance of getting it. But if you haven't got players playing around him, like your Yates or looking for flicks off it, listen, Medik could be effective. He was very effective <coughs> with Pavida because Pavida was playing in or around him. And, you know, and, and Medik can. He's effective with Jezza as well, right. as he has been proven, isn't he? He's been proven yeah, when he, he plays with Joey. Yeah, and, 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 and seemingly with Pavida. But if you've got to play a rookie in the number 10 role, doesn't know who's never played really with Medine before, well, he never hasn't played with Medine before, I was off, um, then, then he's not going to know how to play that. And most certainly Bowler and uh, Bowler and, 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 and um, Hamilton were so far wide, they could almost have been playing on another pitch. So it's just... Whatever the strategy was, it was so flawed. Well, you don't have to see what happened. The fact that we had one uh, P-roll shot to the keeper almost from, from Bowler as our only shot on target all game against a team full of youth players and second string is 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 basically sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, Raggy, for point five, crying out for change. Um, Slavan Bilic made two changes at half-time. Um, we made none. It was we, sh- we probably should have made changes. Um, I did hear, I heard a, a report, or I read a report on the match that said um, Slavon Bilic made those two changes because he said, well, Blackpool were offering no attacking threat whatsoever. So I thought I might as well go for it. Yeah, we yeah shit, so. but he was absolutely right if that's what he was thinking, wasn't he? <laughs> and I think, I think they made, did they not make four substitutions yes, uh, before? Four before us, yeah. Yeah, four before uh, us. And I think, am I right? Did we make did we make our first one when we went one nil down? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. we brought Yates on, did we? Yeah. yeah. So the the mood the, we were scre- we were screaming on the on the on the podcast uh, thread. Well, this isn't hindsight. For ten fifteen minutes beforehand, everybody was saying, "Make a change, make a change," because it's not working. We need we need you know get Yates on. Everybody was screaming, get, "Why the fucking hell is Yates not on yet?" And it was the same. It's not the, the benefit of hindsight. Everybody could see it. Tim, it was the same in the ground. They were singing the AC song for ten minutes before all that went on. Mm-hmm. Before they scored, everyone knows it. Everyone can see it. What was the mood? Um, in, what was the mood in the concourse at half time, Raggy? Well, it was. It was the same. Well, I had a couple of conversations. It was like it. It felt. I tell you what, it felt like. It felt like Burnley at half time, even though we weren't losing. But then we know what happened in the second half against Burnley. But. I think you were talking about it last night on that on that uh, group. He, he used to make changes. Just going to say that. And for some strange reason, he stopped doing it completely. Uh, and I, I have no idea why. So for me, it felt like that at Burnley. It felt like, oh, they, this is not right. It's, it's the wrong. They're not playing the right way. And then he changed something. But he didn't change anything this time. So... To me, he's set up to play for a point at best. I know, well, maybe hope we nick a goal, but he didn't go to win that game. No chance. He went to not lose. Pete, as uh, Raggy's just said there, point six in the 
I'll see side seven uh, playing for a point. I've penned um, Appleton clearly set out to draw the game or nick a win. Um, I think that's being generous to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he did. I couldn't believe, you know, like I say, we still can't believe the, the, the team selection. And uh, we were just on the back foot all the time. So, you know, we were never going to hold out against that Watford side with that amount of pace and um, in the team. And, it was, it was never going to happen. So you can't play for a point. Like we keep saying, he was that they were, they had their kids out. They had 17 injuries. We'd got players in for the first time. We had a squad to pick, choose from. We should have been going there and thinking we're going to go for this because this is three points and we need three points at the moment. And to sit back and not change it and do basically stand there with your finger up your ass. It was. It, <laughs> It was unbelievable playing for a point. Fucking hell. It'd be all right if he took his hands out of his pocket long enough to stick his finger up his arse. <laughs> well, you never know what holes he's got left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Tim, um, their goal came was it 75 minutes around, around that time. It was coming, wasn't it? It was pretty obvious they were going to score. Yeah, there was it was one way traffic, wasn't it? And um and it was it was it seemed to be wave after wave of attacks. Um and as as much as I decry Maxwell, he actually I thought he actually made a, the first save was quite a good one. Um but obviously, uh, to be fair, the young lad had come on on his debut. I think he'd have been on a few minutes, hadn't he? Followed up and, and finished and finished well. Um but it was, it was just it was indicative of the way that we were playing, it was it was a matter of time. Hence, the reason why there was the repeated calls for do something. You know, don't just you know to use to use the expression stand there with your hands in your pockets. Um, I you prefer know, hand up. I prefer finger up your ass. Was it hand up? Yeah, your well, arse? maybe that's more appropriate. But <laughs> uh, you know, do something to effect change. And it, you know, and again, it's you know we've picked up on the last few pods. Haven't we? You know, Raggy's right. Where we what well, the one thing that I was always quite enthusiastic about with Appleton was his willingness to be unpopular almost by making a change that, that might really piss the player off who's coming off at half time, you know, to get substitutes at half time. I know it happens more to be fair now because of the five sub rule. Um, but to get, get hooked at half time or even some, I've seen some in the first half is, is, is rather, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, you're not going to be happy as a player, are you? But he was prepared to do it because if it wasn't working, he wanted to change it. And we saw that. And, and, and we all liked that. We all liked, because it was it was the antithesis to Critchley, who never made a change until he had to. And, he, and he's almost like morphed into a worse version of Critchley. At least, at least Neil Critchley went out with a game plan. Neil Critchley went out with a game plan, which I didn't always like, to stop the opposition and, 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 and then build from there. But he had a game plan built around that. There is no this four three three is no game plan if you're not going to play the best players in the right positions, and it can work, but you've got to believe you're going to win the game. You can't go into a four three three in the championship and try and hang on for a, a point. That's just nonsense. You might as well play, you know, five three two or 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 four five one. Whatever you're going to do, do that if you want to go and play for a point. But don't go for, play for a point and basically show your ass to the opposition, which is what we do by playing three young lads in the three central exactly. midfield positions with no cover. 
we might, yeah. as, we well, we might as well show our arse in Burton's window. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think Dave Jen- Jenkins put a point down a minute ago, and he was right. You know, you, how can you go play for a point if you've got, the, as Tim said, as well, the three young lads in midfield? If you're going to play for a point, you might as well stick Connolly and Dougal in there. Mm. And then put push Carey or um, Patino a bit in the in the number ten position, and 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 play it that way. At least you've got some defensive cover. Uh, don't play three bloody young attacking players. We obviously um, didn't trust yeah. them because he just and, instructed and, the and team to bypass wingers, them. Yeah. Two wingers, two with wingers, it. yeah, and a centre forward. He was never going to move from the touchline. Yeah. Uh, right, final point seven. Uh, Raggy, uh, right, subs, wrong time. I know we mentioned it earlier. Uh, we instantly looked like more of an attacking threat when Jerry came on, probably too little too late. And then the uh, the bizarre replacing Connolly with Lyons uh, at right back, a like, like for like, and then giving Shane Lavery a whole um, injury time to go on uh, ma- and make a change. Yeah, 90 minutes he came on. Yeah, I'd long ago. I, I was I was being told in the pub that Lavery had come on. That's how long ago I'd gone before that. I'd had enough. But uh, well, Lions should have been starting, and yeah. and defensive midfielders should have been starting, and Yates should have been starting. And you can argue over Maxwell and Grimshaw. Probably time for Grimshaw now. But uh... hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The, so, right subs, wrong time. I don't know if that's right. Right subs. No. Just go Wait. to the Lavery Just go to the Lavery one. It's like they put that, <coughs> the Watford put that young lad on just to blood him for two minutes. You don't put an established player on no. for... 90 seconds to two minutes. He was actually in injury time, as I recall. He was in injury time. I think it was in the, the second minute of it. You don't put him on. What's the point? We're 2 nil down. You're not, we're not playing for time. No. Why? Why? Perhaps I actually we felt a bit sorry for that. I, I thought it was a bit disrespectful to put him on. He might have been on a performance bonus. Who knows? I don't know. Well, mate, well, I hadn't thought about that, to be fair. Um, but I've got to say, I... Uh, I looked at that and thought, what are you doing and why? Because if you're going to bring him on, he should have been on 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, yeah. where he can actually affect, affect the game. And we've seen him affect the game. We saw him score a fantastic goal against Sunderland. He deserved, particularly set against that performance, to be given a longer run in the team. Yeah. Bowler clearly yeah. wasn't fit. Bowler won't be fit for four or five games. He was always a player. He's always on his form. He looked a bit, he reminded me a little bit like Charlie. Charlie Adam always need two or three games to get into the stride. I think Bowl's a little bit the same. Um, and 
you know, I, I, he should have been sub on on Saturday, end of, and, and made and played thirty minutes. Nick, Nick, your thoughts on on the subs? Well, I, I echo what the guys have said. It's just it's too little, too late. And like Raggy was talking about before, and Tim, I was the same. I, I, I liked it when he earlier in the season he he wasn't afraid to make early changes. Um, he did it a few times, and even then, if it didn't work, I think at Stoke we were poor, and he made a change at half time, and we still lost the game. But you think, well, at least he's tried to do something and not just left it to seventy five minutes when you go one nil down, and all oh, right, now we're going to do something. And for some reason, he's stopped doing that now, and it's just another thing that leaves you scratching your head about him. There's, there's, you know, I think there's any positives at the moment with it, which is why so many people. Um, you know, don't want him as manager anymore. I'll I'll give you my views on it when we've we've finished talking about the match summary. But yeah, it's bizarre. Okay, um, Pete, final word on on the game and the subs before we move on to the Appleton discussion. I think I agree with Raggy. I think I don't think they were right. They were they were right subs. At all. I think they should have been on in the first place. Some of them, you know, and and Yates, he should have been on at half time. Um, or in fact, he should have been on when um, Rogers was injured because you know he should have come on straight away, and he should have moved it around. Should have had Dougal in and swapped a pl- couple of players about. It was you know everyone could see it. Everybody could see it. You'd like to think he'd realise at half time that I've made a bit of a fucking disaster of this, so I'm going to change it. But no. Well, that's where I think he's getting stubborn and arrogant. And it's like, I mean, I just read someone put on there, Charlie Bettino can't tackle to save his life. And no, he can't. That's not what his job is. No. But he's been asked to play in these kind of roles. I mean, that's not his job at all, is it? Why, why was he not pushed a bit further up the pitch and a defensive midfielder in or Carey pushed a bit further up? Well, we've got the players We've got the players to do that, haven't we? We've got the defensive well, midfielders yeah. now. But why, yeah, why yeah. play him in that role? Right, did anyone hear... Our new recruit had played 26 games, by the way, this season. It's not like he hasn't been playing. And yeah. Bowler's had four games. Morgan's if, had if, even less. And if they fit, start. If they're fit, and why are they on the bench? You know, if they're not fit, why are they on the bench? Mm. And I don't know. I mean, I know what you're saying about Bowler. Maybe he shouldn't have started. I think they were always going to put him on because most people were travelling down there because of that uh, thing. But I'd probably prefer people playing straight away if they're not fit and bringing them off rather than sticking them on for the last half an hour but either way they could have put that tribal in there if it had been blowing out of his house after an hour, an hour we'd take him off yeah but he was the only one that scared him though wasn't he well that's the player he wanted that's the, the position he wanted filling and he's got a player there for it he's arguably yeah. got two or three players for it and not used them yeah. Another good shout from Dave Jenkins here. When Appleton came in after Holloway, he sucked all the oxygen out of the place. And he's done it again. (laughs) 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 Yes, Dave. (laughs) He certainly has. Um, He certainly, he sucked the the oxygen. Well, in fact, when I read this quote or heard this quote after the game, I sucked oxygen in and I uh, expelled a, a plethora of expletives after hearing Michael Appleton say, we were all right today, we were fine, the performance was fine, it's fine margins. Who wants to come in on this? Well, one of the things, he, do, he, doesn't think we're a, he doesn't think we're a championship club, he doesn't think we're a big club. Ever since Sunderland away when he made a comment along the lines of, we have to remember who we are, that's 
when in my mind it was he, he doesn't believe it I don't, I'm not sure anyone I'm not sure other people at the club believe it I'm not sure half the fans believe it but I've gone on about it numerous times to everyone I've stuck numerous things on that podcast group <laughs> to show you you know the most famous FA Cup final I agree with you Rocky. I'm with you we've got a Ballon d'Or with yep. you Man City haven't got a Ballon d'Or with I, I, got that, I got that WhatsApp message from you at 2 o'clock in the morning yeah that was it it's having me round <laughs> 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 but we need to we need to get we need to add Raggy to the uh, the patrons group actually I'll, I'll add him to it after this but, but it's true we've got Holland Door winners that big clubs haven't got now Man City Tottenham Arsenal Chelsea Everton, Leeds Rangers, Celtic they haven't got a Ballon d'Or winner we have the most effort, famous FA Cup final in, this, in history is ours the World Cup final the man of the match Blackpool player you know, we're playing a unique colour. We're the most famous, uh, most successful playoff team. We've won every division in the playoffs. We're from a unique town, one of the most famous towns in the country, and I don't think people believe it. And I know you can't just rest on your history, but we are a historic football club, and they need to start believing it. And if the manager doesn't believe it... It permeates down amongst the players, the staff, also, the also, fans. Listen, also, Sadler, Mansford, Geraghty, whoever else is in there, Blackpool fans, but they've got to start believing it. Yeah, it's not. You can get a long way, and listen, it's not far off what Holloway was, I was about to about. say. Look at look at the positivity that he, Holloway he rode on. It. Yeah, yeah. He he changed, changed the mentality. It didn't he? He, he needs to get that. Bollocks to that. We are Blackpool. Look at the history. Yeah. Look at what it, we are. We are going to go into the Premier League. It's true. And we don't need 40,000 40, fans, but we should be growing the no. fan base by that success. At the end of the day. Like I've said numerous times, I expected it to be a big push across the town for uh, a lost period of time there where that, that family kept us down, kept Blackpool as low as they could and kept didn't didn't want anyone to think big of it. Well, you know, it's going to take 10 years to get them kids turned into Blackpool fans in this town and they should be pushing more on it and I don't think they do. I think we, we, we act like a League One club still in various ways and it's not good enough. It's not on. Like I said to you, I'd paint come on the fucking pill down the side of the tower, mate, and I, and I'd have the I'd have the roads painted tangerine. They should turn the town tangerine and do whatever they can. And well, Raggy, we we've had enough of it. From we're all of a, some of us are all pretty much from a similar similar age, aren't we? Um, just before a bit slightly 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 after Tim and Pete started going, but Nick, myself, and you, we were brought up on Division Four and Division Three yeah. constantly. Whereas Tim, Pete, your heir and, and onwards, we are traditionally a kind of a, a, a second tier club and that's kind of our natural position and maybe just bobbing into the, the top division every now and then. But that would have been unthinkable from, from the that would have been unthinkable from the seventies back back going backwards. It's only, you know, it's only since we've had the likes of Cartmel and then the Oystons that that, that those type those things happened. Um, yeah, and this is another thing as well because people go on about all fans' expectations, and it's probably the older fans that don't have the expectations, and the younger ones do have it and want us to be up there and demand better. And there's nothing wrong with it. People say, "Oh, I got to get some perspective." Right, there's nothing wrong with it. They should be demanding better. They should be demanding permanent championship football and above. And there's nothing wrong with it. And they should. If if people start being content, you're in League One and League Two. All the content fans in this country are in League One and League Two telling you that's where them clubs are Raggy we, we've actually got a squad 
that's more than capable of a mid, of at least a mid-table finish. Yeah, I know it. You know it. Everyone they're having it. their li- the life sucked out of them yeah. by this by this you know uh, this manager who, who, quite frankly, just gives all the vibes of not wanting to be here anyway. Forget yeah. about forget Why about is whether he? he knows what he's doing. Yeah. What are they doing? Why is he here? I don't get it. I don't understand. How is he still here? What is wrong with them? Well, I was thinking I, I, about I, this. Go on, that. Go on. Sorry, go on. Go on. That. Well, yeah. Obviously, we were talking about on the WhatsApp last night, and um, I was racking my brains thinking, you know, why have they, why have they not got rid yet? And I don't know, unless it's. You know, we we did see slight improvement, as Tim mentioned in in recent performances. We beat Forest, although you know that could have easily been four all or five four to them. We you know we didn't batter them; they just we played well and took our chances. They missed some absolute sitters, um, and then we go to Watford full of positivity and and get beat. And unless they're thinking, we've we've backed them in the win- window early with those players coming in. Um, we need to give him chance to get those players playing. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just trying to think of a reason why they haven't acted yet. Um, that they think, you know, once they're up and running, maybe things improve. But I just think long term for me, I, I just don't see it, him being the right man to to take us forward. Um, we need pretty much, I don't know, probably not far off playoff form now to be getting those points per game up. Mm. Well, like was nine, nine wins we need, but I can't see them coming. With he's him won in nine. Charge. He said that last day. He's, he's been he's been in charge of Blackpool for forty-one games across two spells, and he's won nine games. And now we need <laughs> to win nine games to stay up. Okay, now we're doomed. We are I, doomed. If they're into the figures and looking at statistics, and that, I don't know what they're looking at, and I, I can't answer why why he's still here, what they're doing, what's going on, but it's. Uh, it's like Manny's decline. Let's and I hope that's not true. But just just going back to the comment you had up before, John, the, uh, the Appleton's comment post match. I mean, that's an insult to the fifteen hundred who went to Watford uh, to me. And it, it, the last time I've seen a manager post putting bluntly bullshit like that was was Critchley Preston away mm. when he said something similar where we got absolutely battered and were useless. And and I think it, I think as a manager, you've got to be honest. And if he thinks that performance was fine and it's fine margins, then he shouldn't manage Blackpool Football Club, end of, because he's delusional. Because we didn't have a shot on target other than that P-roller and Watford were all over us with the team of kids. So if he thinks that's a fine performance for the championship, that says he's not fit for purpose for me. And, And again, it almost feels like he's trying to get a reaction out of fans and or the board to pot him. I, I, I almost feel like he's trying to get potted. Because you, you don't say before. that you don't say that when you've just been beaten 2 0 by a team of kids and 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 make weights from a team who have got 17 people out and you've got virtually virtually a full team at your disposal, other than the usual sick notes who don't feature anyway. So I think that's almost like clickbait. Clickbait, you know, it's almost like Adrian Durham says something like that. Sack bait. Sack bait. Sack me bait. Sack bait. Sack to bait. say, just to get We're the conversation, just, just to get people irate. Because <laughs> mm. when everybody in. saw that, their, their, their response was, what the F, isn't it? 
What's he got to do? Has he got to stick his finger up? Sadler's asked. If he'd said that that against uh, Sheffield United or or Sunderland or or Hull, you know, I could listen. That that's a perfectly justified comment in the context of those games. Not Watford away when we've been absolutely destroyed by some kids. Um, Jez Evans has just said on Facebook, do the panel think the money is the issue with Appleton compensation or is it something deeper? I'll just add my first um, foray into this. and I, I think it's something to do with Mansford wanting to save face in the fact that he's made an absolute awful appointment in Michael Appleton employing his mate that's one thing. The only thing I can think of. Well, if if paying Appleton off, and I can't, I, I don't believe for a minute they have to pay him off four years worth of contract. If no. paying Appleton a year or two's wages is the be all and end all of our football club, then pay it. We're naked. So yeah, it, it can't be the money. It can't be the money. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. Simon Sadler has agreed a four-year deal without break options. No, and the break option. What, what the break option might be triggered by relegation, for example. So it might be if we get relegated, then we can terminate a contract without notice. Uh, I don't know, and maybe that's why he's hanging in there. I really don't know. But if you're giving somebody a four-year contract who has no, never mind. I don't think you give anybody a four-year contract. Full stop. But if you're giving somebody a four-year contract who's got no championship pedigree, then you need you, you need your. We talked about the front or the bottom, really, didn't we last last week? You, you need to join the queue because you'd be mental. That would be mental. So I don't believe for one minute that it's a four-year contract with no break. Now they may have been trying to do a positive spin on it when they first put him in to show that they had faith in him, which is why they said it was a four-year contract. But a four-year contract with a break option after. You, Two years is a two-year contract. It's not a four-year contract. Right. It's like when you do it. I know. I know. If you do a lease, like if you've done a lease at Armfield, you've done a fifteen-year lease with break options at five and ten years. It's a five-year contract. It's not fifteen. But you might want to sell it as a fifteen, or in this case, a four, to create positivity where there's otherwise negativity to show that he was that good. You gave him that deal, but there's no way in God's earth he's getting four years or well, three and a half. Or three years pay if we pot him. It just it won't happen. Well, Tim, that, that begs the question then, and this to the room: Why are they not getting rid of him then? If that's not the problem, and, and, and the fact, and the fact that sorry, Pete, just coming to two sex, and and the fact that the board are not addressing anyone will just further add fuel to these rumours that are coming from all angles. Pete, sorry. Well, I think in terms of not addressing anyone, they'll. They can probably only say something when they've got something to say, which will be in terms of he's gone. I think if they come out and say we're backing him, Twitter will break because it, it went mental when they put a tweet on saying we're getting some retro shirts in yesterday. So I think it, until they've got a statement to say, thanks, Michael, you know, you're on your way, then there won't be a statement because it'll probably, if it's anything other than he's gone, it's just going to, it's going to wind people up. The dreaded um, vote, of, com- the the dreaded vote of confidence, as I... They were quick to tell us to shut up when, when 
Yeah, there were. There was a lot of dis- disgruntlement at the beginning. I, I, I'm just, we haven't heard any of Dickie Bird. I can't remember the last Not time. Since then, and that, you know, that was bloody arrogant and rude, to be honest. Um, you know, my understanding, going back to the Mansford and uh, and uh, um, and uh, Appleton, I, 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 my understanding, I've heard from a few sources that he, it was, it was um, Sadler is the one that really wanted Appleton, not Mansford. And he's, you know, it was him that was desperate to, to have him. Um, That's a good point. So That's a good point it, from Steve Hutchin. Right? I think the board recognised Appleton wasn't backed well enough in the summer and trying to make amends with yeah. their support for him. Hmm. Well, I, I mentioned that before, John, that, you know, they've we've moved quite early in the transfer window, haven't we, and, and brought three players in. There's, you'd like to think there's a centre-half going to come in, especially with Marv. I haven't seen an update today, but it, it mentioned hamstrings. So with our look with hamstrings, it'll be End of the season, four weeks. months because it's it never seems to be the shorter end of it when we have players with hamstrings injuries. So they're perhaps thinking, because, you know, we've we backed him a bit and we didn't really in the summer, did we? And I think whoever came in, when you look at the players we lost or we've lost their injury, that first half of the season was always going to be a bit of a struggle. And that's why I, you mentioned before, a lot of people were kind of 50-50. I was prior to the January window. Um, for those reasons, you know, you lost Bowler, Keshi, we lost Keo, Sterling at right back, you know, he was steady and, and playing regularly. So we lost some key players and then you had the injuries on top of it. And you look at the players we brought in, jury's out on Thompson for me. Um, same with Williams and Callum Wright's no longer a Blackpool player anymore. So it, we know how poor it was in the summer. So you think, right, you're probably judging when he's been backed. And you could say, well, one game isn't necessarily enough. But I think the turning point for so many people, me included, was what we've talked about, that that positivity, a bit of a reset for January, second half of the season, let's see what we can do. And he goes and does that at Watford and it's like two fingers up to everyone. And I think for a lot of people, it was like, right, I've just had enough now, you know, prepared to give him chance because he didn't have the players he wanted. We fannied about so much with Cameron, Cameron Brannigan in the summer. We've gone and got a defensive midfielder. You think, right, okay. And he hasn't made the best use of what he had available at Watford. And it just feels like, right, well, if you, like Tim says, it's it's two fingers up and you think, well, sod it, I've had enough. And I think for a lot of people, that's what it was. It was that kind of, right, that's it. It's a turning point. And it's a results business at the end of the day, isn't it? And we've, Forest aside, it's been it's been poor for a long, long time. And, you know, last season, we you're always going to go on runs in the championship where it's difficult and you're not picking many points up, um, particularly with our budget. You know, we know we're up against it. You've got teams spending way above their means and teams who've got ridiculous amounts of parachute payments. It's always going to be tough. You could go five, six, seven games or whatever where you're only getting the odd point here and there. But with Critchley, like Tim said before, the 4-3-3 wasn't working. So he was prepared to adapt and play your two holding midfielders and make us difficult to beat. And it wasn't particularly attractive football. But we ticked along, didn't we? And we might lose a couple then, but we'd win one, draw one, and we we picked up points as we went. And he seems to be so arrogant that he just won't change. And it's like, I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing, regardless of what's happening, until you sack me. And it's getting... And yeah, you can argue, right, he's got these players in, he needs time to, to bed them in. But 
we don't have time now. Like I said before, we've got to we've got to turn up some sort of form now between now and the end of the season, and I can't see him being the man to do it. So for me, it's uh, it's time for him to go. I think Sean said that, didn't he? Right before he joined the dark side, that he would stick with four three three religiously. He, did. he would not he change did. it. Yeah. Speaking of Sean, right. the the next uh, talking point um, is damning data, Tim. Um, I've written, why is a manager with without a win in 10 games, four points from an available 30 and a worse win percentage than, and this will blow your socks off, a worse win percentage than Neil McDonald, Paul Ince, Colin Hendry and Nine, Nigel Worthington. Why is this man still in a job at Blackpool? It, it it does beg the question, doesn't it? I mean, maybe um, he's been a little bit fortuitous by the World Cup break because I think that the, the, the poor run had started then, but but it it was still in its fairly early stages um, because we'd had the good results against Preston, which gave him a few uh, brownie points. We had the good good win against Coventry, and then we sort of hit the skids when we played. The Birmingham's, the West Broms, the Wiggins, um, and, and and then we had a break, and the already people were calling then that we needed a change. I remember, I think Raggy was one of the was one of the first ones to do it, and 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 maybe he's he's bought a bit of time because the results, whilst we've lost the game since lost a lot of games since we've come back probably Saturday was the worst performance of them all that I can, if I'm thinking, thinking back through them, I'm trying to, um, but most certainly it was, it was, it was up there with one of the worst performances, but sometimes I think you've got to recognize that, that the statistics are, are so compelling that they're very, very hard to ignore. And when you, when you combine um, his, the, the results he's achieved with Blackpool first time round, albeit in, listen, it was difficult circumstances, but he had Holloway's team still. He had a very good team mm. then. It's a great and, point. Um, and and he, he 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 he's come here and he's and he's, you know, listen, we're second bottom in and in. There's no getting away from where we are in in the league, um, and he's never. You know his, his his Lincoln team. I know he was ill, but his Lincoln team finished seventeenth, I think, in his last season there before he got potted. So, in what planet are, is anybody thinking that he's he's the man to, to to cement our place in the championship when we've had to deal with the you know sort of fairly difficult task, difficult uh, scenario of, of Critchley jumping ship at short notice. Uh, for me, you want to, you want a relative amount of experience, but you want somebody who's going to entertain and who's going to take you to the next level and have the contacts at the championship level that you need to to bring the right players in. And I'm I'm, I'm not sure that and not just anyone well, related I'm, to Lincoln, I'm not, sure, not anyone who used to play for Lincoln. Well, that's it. That's what we get, isn't it? It's <laughs> it's, it's the Lincoln connections, but. You know, and they're uh, the, shit. The, so why is that a good thing as well? The high watermark of Lincoln's <laughs> is is losing to us in the playoff final. Yeah. The high watermark. That's another good one, Tim. Remember that. Okay, uh, where do we go? Say, I don't want to say Ian Holloway because I know Nick will explode. But you've said Ian Holloway for a week. I mean, who's ne- who's next? Then? The 
Who's next? <laughs> Raggy, who do you think? Let's say uh, a dream situation happens. Um, Appleton gets sacked tomorrow. Uh, you can bring in a, a dream team, either temporary or full-time. It's got to be realistic. Yeah. If, um, if, if, we sack, if we sack the manager, do you think we'll bring in someone temporary? Or... Well, we, have, well, we have to, well, obviously, it's a, it's a point that you get asked a lot when you say you want him gone. People, who, who would you have? Well, I don't know because I'm not a bleeding uh, in the footballing world. I don't know who's available and what kind of characters they are. But right now, we need someone that's going to come in here, get get the place bouncing, give us that. Un, you know, we're, we're the underdogs now. We're going to get. We've got to use that now. We're going to become the underdog and get ourselves up and whip that ground up into a frenzy and. Start to so whoever's got that about him now that might be a bleed. There might be a youth team coach knocking around the club that's into that kind of thing. I don't know. Might be Gary Medine. He might be into that kind of thing. I don't know. All I know is we are definitely going down with Appleton. So he's got some change it for somebody. Give us half a chance. It's not going to get Wilder, any worse. Chris Wilder. One's the interesting one, isn't it? Because you of might. You might pres- you might persuade him on a short-term contract yeah, to do it course. at the end of the season. because he's, you know, he's brilliant. They're brilliant. And, and uh, if it works out, great. And if they could get hold of him, great. And if he, even better on a short-term contract for him, financially, I would imagine. Because I would imagine he wants a few quid. But we are a championship football club now. We've got to pay a few quid as well. Do you know, do you know who I'd like? I'd like got to £2 million pound for, for Critchley. Well, on the fourth of bowler. And bowler. And, you know, maybe we turf, turf a few of these injuries. Bleeding. And the six for Yates. <laughs> and and don't, go there, and the no, and don't go there, Pete. No, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Mike. And the old one. Let's go round the room then and each have a pick. I think Richie Wellens would be a good appointment. I think he's a decent manager. I think he'd come here. I know he's employed at the moment. I think he'd come to Blackpool. He gets teams playing the right way and he's been reasonably successful where he is and he's used to not working um, or w- working within constraints. But I think if he joined Blackpool, it'll be the, uh, the air quotes, richest club that he'll have played for and he'd have the best budget. And I think he'd do a really good job, Richie. Would he not jump ships to go to Stockport though? What? Are they, well, he, he, didn't, he, got, he left for Stockport, didn't he? He said they're, they're a bigger club than us or something. Was that not him? What, when, when he was playing? Go after he left Dulls. When he was playing, do you mean? Yeah. Went to Donny, didn't he? Did he not go to Stockport? Where did he well, go? I don't think so. No, Went to Donny. Kill- yeah, uh, uh, MB's just said he's killing it at Orient. Richie would come back to Blackpool in a heartbeat. Northwest club, bigger budget. And I, I think Richie Williams would do a great job. I think, the I think board, his family, I don't know he's moved down, but his family all lives around here as well, don't they? So He's very, very high regarded in Swindon. Well, that's that's it then. <laughs> uh, well, he did a, he did a very good job there. I think he's done a good oh. job, whichever club he's been at. Yeah, I was I was mixing Wellens up with Megs. It was Megs and went to Stockport. <laughs> Megs and Wellens. I was going to say yeah. Keith Mercer and Kevin Stonehouse. Do you remember that? You're losing it, Tim. I know, I know. It's it's uh, it's a bit of senility, I think. Did you just get Megston mixed up with Wellens then? Damn. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, 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 Wellens said it about old. He went to old. He did. A few people yeah, mentioned it in the chat. Yeah, Wellens did Alden. say something when he left, and I can't remember what he said, but I was just mixing. Yeah, but yeah, I mixed you, you can't have that. You can't hold 
a stick to beat well onto with not wanting to play for the fucking Oysters, oh, can you? Can. can you? <laughs> Richie, <laughs> K- Richie Wellens got a lot of unnecessary and undeserved shit off Blackpool fans, I think. He, 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 was a good he was. He was. He was a great he was player. Just honest, though, wasn't he? he played the right way as well, and he plays good football. He was a great player for us. I've got to say. Yeah, he was. And he's, he's honest as well. So Richie Wellens would be my pick, Tim. Um, I, 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 listen, if Luke, Luke I, did, I have a, a WhatsApp group that Luke is in, and um, he he know he knows some p- uh, players who played for uh, Wilder, and he they all say. He's just some like another level, and and he would definitely keep that pull up because he's so tactically astute. And I think sometimes you've got to look at where you are and where you could end up, and how difficult it is to get out of League One again, and, and wonder whether it's worth the roll of the dice to the end of the season with a, with a decent bonus if he if he keeps us up because it, it could take us. Listen, we spent twenty nine years down there. Mm. Um, after going down in 1978. And at the time, everybody thought Blackpool would bounce straight back up and we never did. And, um, you, you know, it's all right. You know, they talk about we can be a yo-yo club. I said this on the chat last night that we're having. Um, there's there's about two teams who've done that, maybe three, who've done that reasonably effectively over the last five years, and that's Hull, Rotherham and Wigan. But there's, for every Hull, Rotherham and Wigan, there are teams who can't then get out of League One. This is Sheffield Wednesdays. You know, Ipswich might be doing it this year, but they've been down there a lot longer than they thought. Sunderland were down there a lot longer years, than they thought. Surely, yeah. surely we don't want to aspire to be a bloody yo-yo. Well, no, but, but we almost, this, this is what you keep Premier hearing, is isn't it? And I think... But it harks back to what Raggy, harks back to what Raggy yeah, was saying, Tim, about, about? Uh, want more... Want more for our club? Don't want to be a yo-yo. So, so club. I would. I know, I know some people say, "Well, you can't. We can't afford to pay. Um, uh, we can't afford to play a player, something like that." But that's the mentality where we didn't sign Shane Given for the second half mm. of the season when we needed to. We needed to cover a specialist position, and that cost us our Premier well, we, uh, Premier League place. Could sack Ben Mans? Could sack Ben Mansford? That's three hundred grand already off the wage bill. Yeah, Give that yeah. to Chris Wilder. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, I, but we're only talking about hiring him for five months anyway. Well, that's so, three hundred grand to pay him, um, or use some of the Critchley money. Yeah, which yeah. we got uh, allegedly. We got uh, a seven-figure sum, two million, I think, was the figure banded around. Whether that's right yeah. or not, I don't know. But we'd most certainly got a payoff, and we haven't used it. Um, now, well, Simon might say, understandably, well, I've used it to augment the shortfall that's otherwise been suffered elsewhere. But that, that's fine. But if, if we get relegated, that's going to put Blackpool back, in my view, probably five years at least. And I think, so for me, that would be the ideal. Hear the argument for Richie Wellens despite my uh, senility over what he said and which team he went to. Um, I think Wellens is more of a long-term appointment as well, Tim, given his age. But but sometimes you can't get hold of those managers Mm. at short notice. I'm thinking if we get hold of a manager who's currently between jobs, a good manager, um, and maybe pay them a a bonus for keeping us up, we've got the the team, we just need it organising properly. And we need belief instilling in them. And we need the fans to get a bit of a buzz, to get behind the team and create the atmosphere that we had, particularly last season. That's what we need. We don't need the, the negativity that um, that Appleton brings with him, both on the pitch and off the pitch. We can't afford it. 
Gurney says, does he have a knobber tattoo though? No, that's to um, Finn Needham's mentioned Gareth Ainsworth. <laughs> oh, right, um, okay. Obviously, no, we don't want him. Yeah. Plays decent football. Well, what? No, he does probably, probably overachieved with Wickham, hasn't he? But right, Nick, who do you want Tim. then? Go on. Well, I think in, in your ideal world, I'd agree with Tim and, and Wilder, but I think realistically, he's probably going to be waiting for a, uh, a job up at the other end of the table um, where he'll get probably a lot more money to spend. Um, be great if we could get into the end of the season because he'd certainly keep us up, get us well organised, um, and probably playing decent football. There was a mention of there was something in the paper a couple of weeks ago saying we had someone lined up if we potted Appleton. I can't remember. He was a coach at Man United. I think it was a bit like the Critchley one, you know, out a bit left mm. of field. Someone who's kind of worked his way up at Old Trafford and done very well at developing young players. His, his name escapes me, so they it's might already. You got sorry, Pete. He's only about thirty. He's a free kick coach. Specialist. Right, yeah. So parachuting him in, in this scenario. Could oh, be, I know. Yeah, I think he would be. Yeah, Eric Ramsey. Nip. Would, yeah, I'm not saying he would be my choice. Just that there'd been a report that we already had yeah. someone lined up. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a difficult. So go on then. We need, we need, let's let's get a few names then, Nick. So let's let's say Chris Wilder doesn't happen. Who's your pick? <sighs> Gosh. Wellens probably isn't a bad shout. And we've got to remember last time as well, there weren't loads of people queuing up for it, were there? And uh, there might not be this time with uh, with where we are on our league position, unfortunately. Um, who else is out of work recently? Liam Richardson did okay mm-hmm. at, at Wigan. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's... Uh, Dobby, let's, let's discuss Dobby briefly. Well, yeah, if it was really short term, so say they've got someone they, they know they want to get and it might take two or three games, then you probably would promote someone from the youth team. And to be fair, he's done very, very well. Whether it's a long-term option, it's it's a big step up, isn't it? I think he'd be really popular because he was such a popular player, uh, but that doesn't necessarily just translate to being able to perform as a manager at, at this level. Um, he'd probably need someone decent alongside him if he hasn't already in the youth team. So it's probably a short-term option. See how we go, and then if it's all right, give it to you know, give it to the end of the season, and, and then see what we do. Okay, to close the show out, Pete, give us give us your pick, and we'll call it an I evening. Think, uh, Waller's not a bad shout, and Wellens as well. The Ws, I think they're they're pretty good shout. I mean, you know, everyone knows I've got a soft spot for Ollie, and you know, I'd love to see him back, but it's not going to happen. They're never going to, they could, they, you know, they've picked Appleton and bloody Grace and two of the worst bloody managers going and ignored him completely. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Tomo back in a coaching role, mm. maybe with Dobby. Um, you know, he's, Any, he's... Anyone but Appleton. All these options sound a million times better than Appleton. All of them. And I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, they might, Nathan Jones, I know he's horrible, but he, he might be available soon because bloody Southampton, the rock bottom of the Premier League, aren't they? And he's I think horrible, he'd be a really good. He'd be a really good fit, Pete. I think for us because he'd, he'd be a great, not, he'd be a not great, too really dissimilar from from Luton and just getting mm. them believing again. But I don't know. They've had a couple of okay results, haven't they? So he, he might be sticking uh, yeah. around. Need for to beat a bit <laughs> yeah. Mike Bassett from uh, Tangier. <laughs> four four. Fucking <laughs> two. Without any closing statements any from anyone, anything else in your minds before we go? I'm hearing Epiteta might not be, uh, might be out for a while. Mm. So we might be looking for a centre-back as well as 
all the other positions that well, well we probably I'm, I'm okay with it. Hmm? Do we know how long Pervader's out for? Uh hopefully not I think did he not think do he his was ankle just a or something? A on it. A groin, we, on it. we don't groin, we groin don't hear any it? actual useful information or news that we want from the club, do we? We just hear about retro kit launches and happy birthday messages to uh, to Grimmy. To Grimmy. That that those threads yesterday were fantastic, Reed, because it was like give him a game for his birthday and and, uh, and you know, listen, it, it's just endemic at the moment, isn't it? It's just it's it's this negativity that pervades the club that um that when when to be fair, the media team are trying to put stuff out there and it and it and it almost reminds me of the Oyston times when um and and um uh, when Stuart Hudson used to put stuff out and, and it just got a stream yeah. of negativity. No matter what we put out, it's just a stream of negativity. And it was like that yesterday. And uh, interestingly, Stuart's just, he's leaving, isn't he? He's, he's, he's actually leaving the club. Uh, this I think he's finished now or he's finished his end of this week. And um, he was there, he's been there for an extremely long period of time. And um, I remember the first game back, the when we came back in as the interim board, his face just seemed to change because all of a sudden he was getting all this positivity and it must be very difficult to deal with that. And and the club have got to recognise that, you know, they need they need to cut that the head off that problem and, and and let the club thrive and do what it can do. And the longer Appleton stays, it's just going to get more and more toxic. So, but yeah, um, look, looks like they might be without Pateta for a few weeks, from what I'm hearing. Yeah. That's bad because he's just starting. To, he was actually really good again on Saturday. Yeah, yeah he's, he's found his feet, hasn't he? You know, he's, yeah. He, yeah. he's. I mean, I suppose you know. At least we've got a couple of options now. We can play. Just, you can play Andy Lyons left back as well as right back, can't you? So, and you can bring Hubby inside, but it, it's not ideal. Maybe Connolly gets a game at centre back where he mm. supposedly can play as well. It's just typical, isn't it? We all look beat the other day. Got all these players in, and now we've got. Marvin out and Pervader out. I mean, Pervader's, you know, inspirational in the last two games. Comparing, comparing, contrast that, comparing, contrast our mood going into that Watford game to now. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. A week's a long time in football. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, I think we'll, I think we'll call it an evening there. So it's not playing the outro. Music, right? Um, thanks a lot for your for your company this evening, gents. It's been a, a great chat, and I think it's something we all needed to get off our chests, didn't we? Indeed. Therapeutic. Mm. Okay, so if we get the numbers together, we'll probably do a preview show on Thursday or Friday. Keep an eye on our socials to um, to keep updated on that. Uh, one more thing before you go: please subscribe to this channel if you're watching on YouTube. Will just help us grow, and all remains to be said is thanks for watching, thanks for downloading, and Appleton out. We won't say other pearl. Let's say Appleton out. Apples out. Apples out. Yeah. Get your apples out. Got <laughs> <laughs> the pearl. The <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.